Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's Hey, Did You See This One? And over to you, Steve. This week's host is Steve. Hi. Nailed it. We did it. It's me, Steve. We did it. I just not gonna check the audio levels while Steve does his little intro bit. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the intro. My name's Steve. I'm joined today with my co-hosts Jason and Kaylin. Hello, We're it's me, Jason. To start a no, no. It's wait. Yeah. It, no. This is we're in the middle of a weird themeless month, I guess. It's not really a theme, but Blockbuster. Um, <clears throat> sort of like movies that took over summers when they uh, when they came out, even if they uh, only did it in marketing, <laughs> and the movies <laughs> still sucked. Uh, like the movie we're going to talk about today, a little flick called Rain of Fire, directed by some guy named Rob Bowman, who I believe only directed one other movie, and then got booted back to tv um but there's a lot of stars in this movie a lot of people that were not even people that were starting their careers people who are already pretty established um there's a few that were just getting their sort of kickstart, but a, a couple of others who are like you know super famous <clears throat> at the time uh matthew mcconaughey christian bale gerard butler uh and a couple of other noteworthy names um I don't really know what else Elizabella Skorupko is in. I think she's in a bunch of stuff. She's very familiar looking around. Like, you're in things. Is that Alex? The one Alex, in the, the movie? pilot or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Who? Alex, yeah. Her name was Alex. We, I, me and Danny just thought that their name was Lady. <laughs> Helicopter Lady. I wrote, uh, they, when they introduced her, they like said her whole name and I wrote it down. They did the same thing with Matthew McConaughey's character and I wrote it down. But it meant Van Zandt. Ah. Yo, he wanted to make sure everyone called him Van Zandt on the set, like during, like in between filming. Oh, classic method. He probably, actor. He probably named his own character. Yeah. He's like, I, think I was gonna, I was gonna shave my head and do just the beard for this episode, but then I was like, this took me like about a year now, and I'm already upset that I cut it the first year of COVID or whatever. His um character his fame probably he's probably sorry let me start over he was probably the most famous person in this movie at the time christian bale had been working since he was like a kid but christian bale hadn't really popped off yet i think the machinist um, is Batman after begins this. came out before this movie so he was did it popped is, at this point yeah this is 2002 did it isn't this this is between batman begins and the the joker movie is not I thought this was one of the earlier ones yeah, and American Psycho was the one that kind of like set him up. This is 2002. Okay. Well, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I, for some reason, thought that this was like, maybe it was just before Batman, but anyway. He's still he got a Cockney accent in this movie. He's still walking around saying all oh, this and that. I want a British cons- accent. Also, Alexander uh, Siddig, who plays uh, Dr. Bashir on star trek deep space Nine and gotham's rajagul i was gonna say yeah yeah. Go- yeah 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 
Um, I mean, I was referring more to stuff that would have been he would have been known for before this movie, but uh, right, he wasn't known much later for his. Yeah, he wasn't known as the Raja guy Ghul. in the wheelchair from Game of Thrones who gets stabbed <laughs> what about that kid? Daughters. Yeah, Joffrey. Joffrey shows up for Joffrey a is like split four years second old. in this movie. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> actually, every time there's a scene with all the kids, he is there. I kept being he pointing stands out. out like, there he is. There's that little asshole. Yeah, because he's got a weird inbred looking face. Yeah. Oh. I mean, he grew up to be quite handsome, but at the as a kid, he looked very <laughs> odd. He looked. Like I mean, debatable. Doll. I mean, okay, he grew up to be normal looking. <laughs> he grew up to be, but he looks like he's kind no, of. No, he's like, got a unique look Caleb, that he has Caleb. grown up into. He's got a he's got a unique look, just like the actor that plays Draco Malfoy, where they can only play assholes forever. Yeah, yeah he's the... got the, the puckered no, kid, asshole face. Playing a wholesome kid. Um, yeah, he returns in Batman Begins to play a wholesome kid in Batman Begins. Exactly, Gordon's kid, right? I don't think he's Gordon's kid. I think he's just some kid. He's just some kid who like sees Batman, and Batman's like, he's looking at you, kid. Yeah, right. And then <laughs> Batman... Doesn't he give him a batarang or something? Yeah, he flips him a bat coin. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess we'll we'll hop into um, the actual discussion um, or our introductions, I should say excuse me i burpeed um i didn't do it into the mic even though i should have done a real deep ass burp right in no nah, don't do that to our viewers i would never um oh, we got a couple of people watching. also how does your mic pick up your mouth it's over by your eyes that's not my mic i have a mic that is big and right in front of me here oh what do i this know this is just so i can hear you guys um so <clears throat> the movie rain of fire um i guess we'll start with jason jason when was the first time that you watched the movie rain of fire the first time i watched this movie uh was between last week and this week so we were supposed <laughs> to do this movie last week steve was steve died kaylin was also dying uh yeah. we had to well that was the previous week when we did flintstones but i started watching right. the movie and then uh i put it down because we were going to push a week and I need to watch these movies like as close to the podcast as possible to feel like I am still in it. Retained. Especially this movie because it's extremely forgettable. Yeah, the middle part, oh. the second act of this movie is like you could easily take a nap during. Um, the But what I will say is I did finish it today um and after you get through that second act it does there is there is there's a there's a shell of a movie in here which we'll get into when we talk about the movie that was the first time i saw it however what i will say this movie came out at the dawn the dawn of torrenting and i remember this movie being very popular with people because it it was unlike anything that had come out really it was about this, it was like almost like a post-apocalyptic, like almost like what zombie movies are now, where there's like a small area that they're contained to, and there, there's 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 these dragons running rampant. And I remember hearing about the concept of this movie and thinking, man, that's fucking next level. And uh, but I never watched it. I never got around to watching it. And I feel like if I would have watched it in 2002, I would have been like, hell yeah, I love that movie. But now not so much. We'll get into we'll get into the nitty gritty about this film though. All right, Kalen, when is the first time that you saw the movie Reign of Fire? <clears throat> oh, hello. The first time I saw this movie was uh if I'm not mistaken, it was in theaters when it came out, but it was 
Um, so it was like a family day, like the, or not, not exactly a family day, but like my mom was seeing a guy at the time and every once in a while we would go to the movies. But the thing that drove me insane is we were always late or whatever. Like we, we, I like one, I like previews to like, you know, see what's coming up, but at the very least I got to see the whole movie. Right. But so uh, we used to go to movies a lot back in the day, but we would always be late, which drove me insane, but it's not like I could do anything. Anyway, so I didn't see the first part of this movie in theaters. Actually, I think I saw it the first time watching it the other week uh, for getting ready. Um, but I saw it when it came out in theaters. And at the time, and we'll also again talk about it now, but like at the time, I wasn't. I was like, okay, that was fine. Like, it was a movie, but, like, I wasn't, like, captured by it or whatever. And I mentioned something to you, Stephen, in, like, the group chat a little while, uh, like, the other day when we were talking about it, which we'll bring up later or whatever. But just in regards to, um, what's the word? Uh, Like, not being, uh, fuck, what was the word I said? Um, uh, What's the word when you're invested? I wasn't like invested or whatever. Invested? <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, cause it's like, it's kind of like set up for the dragons to be the um, antagonist. But at the same time, they also kind of set up uh, Matthew McConaughey's Van Zandt as a, like an antagonist. And maybe you can speak to this more from like your background, but like, is there like a name? My for background that? as an antagonist? <laughs> <laughs> the, that's known as a foil. Okay. Yeah, he's not, he's, not, he's not an antagonist to the classical degree, but <clears throat> when you have when your bad guys are dragons with no voices, they can't really um, engage with the main characters in dialogue that will prove that they are in some way uh, villainous. You need to have a character who is, you know, sort of not like anti-hero is not the word, but like more of a, a gray figure that can come in and and poke at the protagonist. He was a bit of a bully. He was still on his side, but like a bit Yeah, of a bully. they're all like on the same side, but they're not. But they don't, they don't see eye to eye. And like that's right. kind of the, the whole point of the He's movie. He's got I the suppose. best. They play up a lot of the anti, like the US versus Britain. Britain, kind of yeah. Sentiment too, which, which is, which yeah, is. Yeah, this good. movie is like uh, <laughs> the common misconception that World War II would not have been won. <laughs> if America didn't jump in the last second. Um, the, so I guess I'll, are you done, Kalen, or? Yeah, I'll, on to you, Steve. All right, Reign of Fire. I remember walking to the movie theater in the year 2002, um, 20 years ago at this point, this movie, this is the 20th anniversary of, of Reign of Fire. Um, but, I think it uh, came out in July as well. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, I believe it did. Um, it was a super hot day, and I remember just being so relieved to get inside of a ice cold movie theater, uh, and then sit down and watch a movie with a bunch of people being burned alive and being like, "Yeah, that ain't nothing. You ain't been walking down uh, Steels <laughs> Steels Avenue in the middle of July, the concrete jungle over here." Um, I don't really remember if I liked it or hated it. Um, 
I did upon watching it again be like I feel like I've never seen this movie there outside of the very beginning of the movie and the very end of the movie so not even the very end of the movie just when Matthew McConaughey is jumping through the air like it's him jumping through the air and the opening and I didn't remember anything else how are you uh, gonna whatsoever. win that fight how are you gonna win that fight that wasn't the that's not the point Kalen the, he wanted to die Matthew McConaughey's look in this movie I feel like I've they show all the time when they're showing like Matthew McConaughey retrospectives or like iconic it's because he's at his, one of his like hottest points in yeah. life in this movie. <laughs> and also, he was pretty jacked. He was, pretty he was jacked. super jacked, and also he had a cool look, and also like he's a badass. It it it's unique. He usually uh, up till this point, he usually played s- some sort of similar dumbass character to uh, to Fast Times, or yeah. And then continue to do that again for years afterwards. Well, you know, <laughs> no, when you're good at something, Tegernets, what's going on? You get your Pivo yet? If you did. All right, all right, all right. He did, he did do like late, like more recently, he's you know, an Oscar award winner, at least nominated. So he's done some higher profile stuff like Lincoln Lawyer and uh, Dallas Buyers Club, I believe. Is he in that? Yeah, Interstellar, Interstellar, which is a bad. <laughs> Interstellar. <laughs> Remember that? Yo, movie? two for the money. I haven't seen in a while, but I feel like that was good. Um, I think that he's probably one of those actors that people look at his career and they're like, "That's a good career. He's had a good career because he's been able to to be in every genre of movie and be good. He's not really an actor that sleepwalks through anything. No. Um, when How when he's in a movie, in ten days. Okay, do you want to list his whole fil- filmography? Is that he's, what we're gonna do? He's kind of like a Brad Pitt, where like not his early career was all kind of like Ed TV. Yep, played doofuses and then kind of had a breakout point. I think Brad Pitt had his breakout point a little bit earlier, but he is a Hollywood beefcake beefcake dreamboat, <laughs> much like Matthew McConaughey's career was. He just played into the like you know seventies hippie vibe a lot longer. Uh, I don't know if it was, I mean, if you consider the fact that this movie came out 20 years ago, like his, Look, his, his doofus stage was relatively short compared that's to true. what's 20 years happened ago, afterwards. Yeah. 20 years ago for us 35 plusers uh, feels like <laughs> it four been. years ago. Right. So you have to think about it kind of like the way that our brains are. Like our parents probably in the late 90s were like, yeah, 1979 was like five minutes ago. He's talking about it. Yeah, they're like, we just got the kitchen redone in 1988 <laughs> um so yeah I, well yeah, anyway but i don't really remember my first time viewing outside of like it being a re- i remember the walk to the movie theater more than i remember the movie <laughs> is the point that i was trying to make uh the reason i chose this movie though is i do remember it being i being very excited for it um but i also do recall i, I worked at that same movie theater years later <clears throat> and i was I was in university and I was asked to go do inventory in the back of a bunch of new product that we had just got. And uh, I went into this room and it was just stocked like toe to tip floor to ceiling with rain of fire standees and popcorn bags and like weird stuff that that must have just been littered all over the theater when the movie came out. So, you know, abiding by the rules that we had chosen for this month's theme, which is like, a movie that like took over marketing campaigns for the season 
which clearly didn't do this movie any uh, favors because it barely made its budget back. And if if I am to believe correctly, the marketing budget was probably massive on this, which means it lost money at the end, at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah, what I, I did some, I, I had a, while I was watching the movie, my colleague that I work with kept asking me like over the last couple of weeks, he, was, he knew we were doing the movie. And he enlightened me to the fact that this movie has such a weird second half, like seemingly rushed, because they blew the load, the money load on like the CGI, basically. So they didn't have, if they would have fleshed this movie out a little bit more, did some more world building, didn't like spent less money on the CG, like the CGI holds up. It looks great. It's, I can't believe it's 20 years old. Not all of it, but some of it looks really fucking good for its time. The main parts. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, if they would have just chilled out a bit, maybe did some more practical, there's a little bit of practical, but it's like even bad practical. Like it's fucking weird how they, the practical is like bad, but um, they could have fleshed this movie out and it could have been like a cool movie we, we remember as like a hit movie of its time but instead it feels like they just like splooshed money and just pushed out this thing they had all the actors like all the big actors Gerard butler was like brand new on the scene he, he did a great job it's all these yeah. like great british thespian feeling actors as well i guess matthew mcconaughey and it just kind of stumbles and falls on its face because it, it i think that money pulled it in too many directions money ran out they were like the studio is like we just got to get this thing out and that's why you have the situation that steve ran into where you work at a theater you see piles of just merchandise that's over yeah i had a similar i wanted to say to steve i had a similar the reason why i'll never forget the hulk movie is very similar because it was a scorcher of a day we were drinking in the park and i had a, like a i had like sunstroke watching it so i had a migraine and then on top of that, that movie's garbage. So imagine watching the Hulk, the original Hulk movie, not the Incredible Hulk, the Ang Lee fucking... I mean, they're both not great. But I actually kind of like the Ang Lee one more than I like the... Edward I mean, it's one. it feels more like a classic movie. It's like, it's pre-MCU, so it feels like a movie. Excuse but me, I had if Nolte turns lot. into all the elements at the end, and he's like, <laughs> hey, I gotta fight you now. Fucking Nick Nolte? How can you not love that guy? Nick Dolce is great, but I uh, I had a migraine, so much like you were walking down the street, the mean streets of Steeles Boulevard in Brampton, in Missis in in Bramalee, Ontario. Um, I, I think you're I saying mean, a bunch I, of I mean, not places. not really, but no, they're very far away from each other. Well, <laughs> you could not runs, walk that distance. Steeles runs very like it's, it's a large road. Is my point. Anyway, I, I know I know what it feels like to be like to remember something based on the summer, and I fucking just had this splitting headache. Like I puked. I got up out of the movie oh and <laughs> threw up, and went back into the movie and was like, "I'm gonna, I gotta see this Hulk thing." I'm a Marvel fan. This I would Hulk never... thing better rock. Um. Cool. So uh, I guess we can move on from the introductions and uh, start walking our way through the story. And I guess we'll just talk as we go <clears throat> because yes. there's not, there's not too much. And there, there's like a lot of weird little micro scenes in this movie that are meant to develop characters, but they don't really do a great job of explaining anyone <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, what the, what the individual characters believe but there's like so many refusal of the calls with Christian Bale. Like he's, he, he refuses the call several times and, he, and it's like offered to him several times throughout the movie for him to be the hero. And he keeps saying no up until like the last 
15 minutes of the movie, which it should be somewhere around the beginning of act two that uh, a person decides to become the, the hero. But instead you get Matthew McConaughey walk in and he's the one who's like, nah, I'm going to be the one. Is refusal to call the hero's journey is part of the hero's journey? Yes. It, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. like, <clears throat> there's like always a call to action in most movies. And um, generally there is a refusal of the call by the main character and then something happens in the movie that then forces the character to answer the call. Um, it's part of a, the hero's journey, but it's also part of a bunch of other different sort of like breakdowns of um, literature and you know, all sorts of stuff. But um, in this example, what like, I'm trying no, to say- I'm not going to do that. That, We're going to stay yeah. in this castle. But he does that so many times <laughs> that it's like annoying where you're like, okay, when are you going to go fight? He, well, uh, he's being safe. Like, cause he's, I understand like, why he's doing it, but in the formulaic of like making of a movie, it's not right. interesting, and it makes the character boring, and it makes it seem like he's not a great character. We're and he's gonna go out and we're gonna kill that cunt. But maybe they wanted to do something different than the regular cookie cutter formula that Hollywood's always pushing. <laughs> okay, it didn't work though. My, well, my that's point the thing that with work. when you make things realistic, it's not as entertaining. Yeah. Sometimes. So like, <clears throat> I mean, it can be, it can be entertaining, but you know, in a movie where there's dragons that have burned the entire <laughs> earth, like having the people act as though they're being realistic is probably not the best idea. And, um, and the whole thing where they, the, I think that the elevator pitch for this movie was like, what if in a post-apocalyptic, nope, in a post-apocalyptic post was. Bro, in a post-apocalyptic world, it's like medieval times again. And the and the executives like, we got ourselves a movie. Let's get giant CGI. Dragon. I mean, honestly, the, the elevator pitch for this movie, I would totally be like, sick. That sounds like awesome. We're gonna do like a, a modern day King Arthur's tale with dragons. They'll be bunkered down in a post-apocalyptic world inside of a castle. That sounds amazing to me. And I was really excited for this movie because it had all these weird elements of like terminator and a bunch of fantasy movies jurassic park um it even has feels like a little bit like alien at times like there are all these things that i just work the, really well in, as individual pieces to a puzzle but that it's like when you're trying to slot them together like all the pieces are wrong you're like wait a minute <laughs> these pieces don't fit together at all the part towards the beginning where they where they first see the dragon for the first time um, in the elevator in the elevator, uh, you know, it looks terrible. The CGI looks so bad. But the <laughs> armor like, that was their just elevator. To our previous point, the armor that they're wearing was almost that representation of a medieval armor that right. that knights would wear. Oh, but, sorry, are you talking about the tomato field part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the elevator. No, 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 not the literal elevator at the very beginning. That, that that was me that was me because i was making fun of the elevator pitch that open part that opening part felt a lot like the super mario brothers movie to me it felt like the, the way the super mario brothers movie starts where it's like it's just a wall in a cave i mean the dragon did look dinosaurs. almost as, the dragon did look almost as bad as bowser at the end yeah. of the super mario brothers <laughs> movie um and, maybe we should watch mario brothers again i want to watch that movie to the point that you were making before of like some of the CGI looking great and some of it looking bad within this moment, I was like, this is when you want the CGI to look the best or yeah. you hide. And they did try and hide the dragon at times, but then they do like a giant eyeball close up, and it just looks yeah. like a video game cutscene. And it looked like the dragon from Dragonheart. 
which came out like years earlier and i was just like man oh man they should have had it like use the practical effects in, the, in this moment and just have it kind of dripping the flames out of the shadow Absolutely. don't have it do like a crazy move or anything just have it yeah. be deep in the shadow maybe it's just his eyes and some saliva dripping down into the fire just hide it for as long as you can because yeah. that tomato field scene only a, like a couple of scenes later you know you flash forward in time after young quinn played by some kid but ends up being christian bale as he's older they go to this tomato field these sort of like people that want to leave the settlement in order to try and get a harvest of the food and blah blah blah. um but like the cgi in in that moment they do that they hide it in the mist and they show it in um like in silhouette in the distance and then when it does show up they cut to it quickly and it's almost completely black and it's just fire coming out and you're like this looks and a third (laughs) of the budget is shown on screen that's i I think you might be right like that that scene looks so good yeah like the fire looked really good yeah and that scene and then like the end like the end sequence was probably most of the money because the the male dragon at the very end looked fucking dope i thought that shit was great and i i liked a good i like a good fucking dragon fight but man that looked expensive compared to like the other shit where they're just like hold down in a cave it's probably like even within that scene in the end scene it's inconsistent like it's not it's not like the the budget doesn't show through it the whole scene. It shows in moments for sure. Yeah. yeah. But like even somehow like Matthew McConaughey jumping through the air just somehow looks off. You're like, that's, like he doesn't. I mean, I know he's not actually jumping off of a, off of Big Ben or whatever the fuck he's climbing do, up. Do you know what that scene really reminded me of and looked like? Super in Mario Wol- Brothers. Wolverine <laughs> Origin when they're fighting on top of the. Oh, uh, that stack or whatever the, it the is. stack at the nuclear power plant and it, and yeah. they, there's a scene where it's kind of angling up at the at deadpool and the yeah. background just looks like trash like it just that's like that's what that looked like it was just bad grade screen the color grading is, is all fucked in this movie it's like really inconsistent um yeah i think grays they, and blacks there's but a lot like, of stuff that's filmed in studio but like there's so many exteriors and they wanted to keep the consistency of like the whole world is covered in smoke all the time. And so they probably filmed somewhere that is constantly foggy and has bad weather. But if there was ever good weather, they'd be like, all right, I guess we gotta <laughs> we gotta desaturate <laughs> the fuck out of this and just CG the background. Um <clears throat> so yeah, the, the movie opens with um young Quinn and he's visiting the construction site of a big giant drill that's burrowing through the underground of London, building a tunnel. Uh, he's bringing an acceptance letter to his mom for a, I guess, a private school that he's been accepted into, like a preparatory school, um, which is, you know, it costs money compared to public public school. Um, and she's like, that's going to cost three quid a year or some shit. <laughs> and, uh, or sorry, 3,000 3, quid a year. Quid. We can't afford that. And I'm like, what the fuck? You're like the primary engineer on a like a tunneling job in Steve, London. You're making it's a so trope. much money. It's a trope that scientists <laughs> don't make money in movies. Is that a trope? I feel not a, she's not a scientist. She's an engineer. It's a trope that I've invented, but it's a trope okay. nonetheless. If you look at all the movies, well, also she's not a scientist. She's an engineer. They're different things. <laughs> yeah, they do science. <laughs> they do rock science. They do rock, rock science. Well, that's a geologist. <laughs> An engineer like builds shit. No, 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 not the science of rocks. The science of how to destroy rocks safely. Right, right. She's probably just not established yet. Um, well, she's like the lead engineer, so she's definitely established. Maybe she got lucky. Maybe this is going to be her big break. 
maybe anyway my point is like they (laughs) they don't really need to have that moment where he realizes he can't go to school it does not inform anything about the movie whatsoever except that they're maybe poor for some reason and And he uh, never comes back mother that opening scene is useless yeah. because they you could just start the movie in the future and just do a quick even during Ooh. the credits just show like just show the timeline kind of like when they're when that there's that scene later where it's flipping through the time magazine and you can't even read anything that's stupid too we'll get to it but they could have just done a quick like during the opening credits just had this like timeline on screen of what happened and then you just it's just christian bale well they, they wanted to have like a, a monster movie opening right like they wanted to oh, have yeah, yeah. this sort of like, i just thought of ooh. something though i just thought of something check this out so his paternal instincts when he's older he got from his mother because he was raised solely by his mother yeah that's yeah, fine that's what true. i'm saying yeah like the the fact that the parents are divorced keep that in that is something that informs his character the fact but that that's they're poor and can't so afford to keep going to school. That's why he's so reluctant to pick up the, the mantle or whatever to be the leader, right? Like he's being more protective and like, you know what I mean? Kind of right, like right. A, yeah, a no, feminine, no, no. paternal. That's, that's a perfect point. Yeah. And uh, I agree with that 100%. But why do you have the fucking acceptance letter for the school in there? You don't need it. It's like a bunch of bullshit that doesn't matter. Um I guess maybe they just needed a reason for him to go visit his mom, but like, it could have been anything. I don't understand it. Like I, I was watching it. I'm like, what, why, why did they have that? You know, unless he like held on to the letter for like his whole life yeah, and like it, never opened it or something. It doesn't like, really yeah, pay yeah, off that. Cool. that then did a flashback. It doesn't really pay off either that he's familiar with the dragons and was there when it started. That never it really does sort of like it's a little that, bit, but it's he's never... like, I know where the bull lives because that's the bull at the beginning of the movie. And like, yeah, yeah. So he, also, he saw he was the first one to see it and the last one to see it kind of thing, which is kind of cool. How but. did they start and how do they keep going? How do the dragons start and how do they keep going? Yeah. Because well, like there's you, only didn't one you watch middle, the, right? The like, bloody where opening where they from? where they burn the world and they burn the dinosaurs and they cause the ashy ice age. <laughs> they were yeah, a different kind of I think the dinosaur that got trapped like, underground. I don't know whether it's like uh it, it the bull is like immortal i guess like the the male dragon is immortal and like okay. so he when after he maybe kills everything after yeah. he kills everything on earth he starts eating his own kind which is what's happening at the end of the movie he's eating other right. dragons after he eats all the other dragons he goes back underground the eggs lay dormant i guess elsewhere on the planet he probably like seeks out the eggs after he wakes up and like digs them out and jizzes all over them and flies away and a bunch of dragons start so popping up everywhere was he frozen because if he was that's he was it. just sleeping in a hole okay. hibernating hibernating he just if he really was frozen hibernation we would have ourselves an encino man situation <laughs> an encino man situation there's not no, enough he wasn't he wasn't remember the kid they like burrow into that hole at the beginning and it's real steamy and wet yeah. inside oh, yeah. and it's just like sleeping on the ceiling or whatever also looking terrible looking real bad yes yeah. so anyway <laughs> it spits and the kid goes into the hole finds the bull the bull spits on him he runs to his yeah mom. what was the spit was it like uh was it like gasoline or something it's two chemicals secreted by different glands on either side of the throat that when combined make a uh, inf- like an inflammatory uh, liquid. It's basically a natural napalm is what they yeah. explain it as in the Should movie. Should that Natri- have up his face more then? Well, it seems like he only got one of the chemicals on his face, not both. So if both of them had mixed, he would have been incinerated. But okay, maybe yeah. that dragon hasn't been like spitting in a long time and like a million years or whatever. So it's just like, 
like just squirted one out by accident like oops i meant to get you with both um come back here so i can get you with the other side. yeah damn it i'll just burn your friends instead he was doing you know when you clear one side of your nose you do one of those i love a good rocket Ugh, not disgusting. rocket um <laughs> you're vile it. both of it's you my, like my favorite it's yes my favorite feeling um yeah the, the the beginning scene is sort of like it it has a little bit of payoff later in the movie but overall it doesn't really do much other than to show when the dragons woke up i guess it, it felt a lot like a like a, a reshoot to me like i don't there was just something about it that i'm like was this even we need five more the, minutes <laughs> especially because the cg is so bad <laughs> you know like yeah ugh. It feels like they stapled that on and they're like, we don't have enough budget to make this dragon look good right now. So, oof, sorry. Um, they had that joke, though, when the mom's like, what have you been smoking? It's like, oh, you know, I only smoke when I drink. Yep. That made Gross. me laugh. Did that not make you guys laugh? No, it made me think that she's a horrible parent. Oh. <laughs> hey, my parents drank and they, they were terrible. But did they let you drink when you were 11? Uh, that was a nope. joke. He was, the kid was making a joke. He's a smart-ass smart kid. He, it seemed like he probably d- does drink. Um, uh, yeah, so then the mom dies as the dragon escapes, and we then have a little sad moment of him realizing his mom's dead. <clears throat> we have a montage of Christian Bale's voiceover, which sounds really fast like it seems like when he was recording it he was probably taking his time with everything but then when they edited it together they cut out all the like breaths Pauses. to make it yeah. sound like he was just talking one giant long sentence it doesn't end and you're like oh my god slow down christian bale this isn't that long of a movie you can take your time um <laughs> and he explains that the dragons have like work in cycles i guess i don't know doesn't really matter it doesn't really play into the plot later in any way but we fast forward to uh 20 years later in uh or 18 years later i guess did you catch uh, what year the movie is 2020 this year this or is, not this year 2020 the year of yes. covid so we had our own reign of fire but it was a reign of covid yeah this they is were, the, they were you know what, at the end of the day you covid almost killed as many people as the dragons it's a metaphor it's it, they pre they predicted a metaphor predictive programming or whatever yeah no this is just like an alternate universe where instead of covid dragons took over <laughs> took over the whole world yeah i think i'd rather dragons i don't know i think you'd be i don't know if that would be true if you were they dealing killed, with dragons right now instead of killed, just having to wear a mask covid killed a few million people which sucks it's awful but there's billions of people on earth from what i gather in this movie there's like 400 people left on Earth. It seems like there's like a couple that like in the hundreds of thousands. Well, they thought they were the only ones left until the Americans showed up. And then at the end of the movie, they get their communications back up and realize that people are alive in France still. So it's probably like right. pockets okay. around yeah. the world. Gotcha. It's a real Encino um, Man situation. <laughs> yeah, this movie is basically just Encino <laughs> Man. They probably jacked Brendan the Fraser's script. the dragon? Yeah. Brendan Buddy. Fraser used to be cool. We send the juice. Other quotes from that movie. Movie lines. You open movie your codes. Lines. Um, so we flash forward to the year 2020, where Christian Bale is now jacked and they're installing a watering system, like a shower system sort of thing, beneath a castle, which 
it kind of like at first i was like what are they doing and then i was like oh it's probably for if there's a fire everybody goes down there and gets inside the water which is like seems also dangerous if dragons are cooking a castle <laughs> wouldn't it just like create a horrible steam situation where all of your like Boils. melts off your body yeah i don't know i don't know if the Make logic there is sound <clears throat> um and uh it you get an establishment of this community um you can see that they have a community that works together but then there's also sort of back and forth between different members of the community um disagreeing on what they should be doing as a community um christian bale's character believes that they should stay there until the harvest is ready and the other ones want to go harvest right now christian bale I guess having some sort of background in farming knows that if you leave them till the point that they're ready to be harvest, there'll be germination and you'll be able to plant more the next season and you'll have an even better harvest next season. But the other guy's like, there isn't going to be another season. We just need tomatoes now, yeah. which is <laughs> fair. Like they're both right. They're, they're both correct in their own ways. Um, but it does give a good sort of indication that the community that they have even though they seem to be working well together they, there are rifts within it uh and disagreements I'm, a, I'm of two minds about this so on the one hand it's like christian bale's care quinn was probably right if they would have just waited maybe this incident with the first dragon wouldn't have happened but i feel like even if they had waited it would just like the other guys saying it would just prolong the dragon coming and fucking with them um, I think that it would have been smarter to at least test the odds of waiting because the whole point was he wanted the he wanted to germinate the tomatoes so they could have another harvest. So, and also the guy who the the first foil antagonist dude seems super reckless when he's out there. They're like both oh, there, just like flailing around eating something. tomatoes. Fucking yeah, it really it kind of also disgusted me a little bit. I'm like I get it, you haven't had tomatoes in a while, but everybody looks pretty well fed on this settlement oh, I'm just <laughs> they're all jacked right like, it's not he like everybody's out, emaciated and dying. pulls out a pepper a pepper shaker <laughs> yeah cuts it with hey, a, have you like ever a sliver tried ketchup on, on tomato a slice of tomato with some ketchup is delicious i don't believe you well Me i guess i it's got vinegar in it Here's i don't like i don't like ketchup so. i i do like ketchup i kind of actually agree i believe you caitlin because i do put uh, tomato on my hamburgers hamburgers so. tomatoes ketchup i don't know i would just like a little bit of salt maybe or just fucking eat some tomato i don't know if i would i like have you ever eaten a tomato like own. an apple yeah when you burst into that pocket of juice it's the most amazing thing ever yeah man um <laughs> fuck, i can't remember what we were talking about now pocket of juice no, not pocket of juice. Tomatoes, tomato, tomato. There, there's right, savage. Um, right. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you can also say that without that initial attack, the Americans may not have found them in the first place, and then the whole movie wouldn't have happened, and they wouldn't have been able to defeat the dragons at the end. So it all works out <laughs> in the end. Also, it's just you know, it gives you an excuse to show the dragons way earlier than I expected. I thought it was going to be you know maybe like an alien situation where you don't see them for like 40 minutes you know like the first alien movie there is no appearance of an alien until 40 minutes in whereas this it's like 20 minutes and you got a big dragon burning up their entire crops field you also get to see the dragon pretty like pr even though it's bad cgi pretty up close immediately 
Yeah, but this is also the scene where I'm like, the the effects are, actually work pretty well, except for that yeah. one scene where the guy's running towards the screen and the fire is all around him, but it just doesn't make sense like where he's placed. I'm like, this doesn't <laughs> seem right. The fire and the surrounding area don't make sense. Um, but, you know, early days, you have to kind of give it a little bit of a, of like a lower bar situation where you're like, they were still figuring out all these different types of effects and how to implement them at a certain budget level and have it work like i said like for now for this era this movie doesn't look great but at the time there's not a lot of there's not a lot to compare it to besides that uh movie that you mentioned Dragonheart. yeah you can compare it to like star wars episode one and yeah that like has some similar kind of like some big monsters in it and but but no yeah. real like there was no real like they didn't really make po- post-apocalyptic movies in this way yet they didn't really make dragon movies they didn't really make i don't know there was like a knight in king arthur's court or whatever which i don't think there was any dragon medieval no what about the one with where martin go where martin goes back in time uh, I forget what that one's called. What about the... A Knight? No, sorry. Oh, Black, Black Knight. Knight? No, Black no. Knight. No, I think it was called Black Knight. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, 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 with uh, Martin Lawrence, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I don't think I ever saw that movie, though. I just remember the trailer very clearly for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to and love the poster those... where he's wearing, a, like, a jersey and, like, yeah. holding a sword. <laughs> I used to love those campy early, late 90s, early 2000s, like dumb comedy you guys gotta watch the final girls i watched that the other day it's awesome that's yeah i've I've seen that movie it's good um so 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 uh he reads really fast (laughs) i like uh i like the costume design in this movie quite a bit actually um i like that all the the people dwelling in the castle their clothes look like patched and like handmade and it looks like they could have made them out of like tablecloths and curtains and stuff that they just um stitched together and uh even when the americans show up like all their clothes look like they're just old uniforms that have been repurposed and you know van zan his like pilot's jacket has the sleeves ripped off of it it's like okay this is pretty cool aesthetically everything looks really good the cinematography is quite good throughout the entire movie um it's compelling why is his snub nose cigar not lit ever because he's he quit smoking years ago and he just carries around the stogie that he chews on it did he say that is that true no it's just an assumption i made that's a good assumption (laughs) maybe it's the only cigar he has left and he's waiting to light it for a very special occasion i like that um i found it annoying because it's i mean at the time like that was kind of like a you know the character is a hard ass he's gotta chew he's gotta have some sort of like weird affectation that he does and i bet you that was a a mcconaughey thing like he probably brought that thing to set and was like i'm gonna chew on this whole goddamn movie and i'm like everything this guy does is like really homoerotic (laughs) like his character overall to me i was just like it's like he just wants to fuck quinn the whole (laughs) Um, was an aggressive american type character like i i think that's apt i wrote down some lines (laughs) That's oh, that, he said, that he says in this movie. 
<laughs> I want to fuck you, Quinn. I'm an American, and I want. To I mean, fuck it's you. not far off. Um, so you know, after I, the after the tomato scene, they go back to the castle, and then shortly after, the Americans show up, and he, you know, he gives off this menacing sort of quality, but he also gives off sort of like a caged animal or like somebody really holding back Carol. feeling. Yeah almost like a person that could like transform into a werewolf at any second. Like he's like in mid werewolf transformation all the time. I mean, like I wrote down all the weird, like the gayest stuff that happens in this movie with Van Zandt. Um, there's one point where he says over the radio, he's like, Quinn, you got to ride to me. Bring it to me. Eight tons of horse flesh. <laughs> he says eight tons of horse flesh right on your head bring it right down my throat he says <laughs> bring it right down my throat okay that's that's pretty homoerotic i didn't <laughs> and i was like holy moly I didn't pick this up is getting that. me uh, hot and bothered uh <laughs> and then like like let's not forget when they're fist fighting and he takes off his shirt to show just how beautiful his body is <laughs> and then he just as he's fighting he's just <laughs> growling like an animal the entire yeah, those grunts, those yeah. grunts were pretty yeah. like i can i assume this was all adr like after the fact is just matthew mcconaughey in a, a sound booth <laughs> just like growling into a microphone during the fight uh so sexual but i'm horny says it, quinn <laughs> no quinn was like i'm scared of you feel like oh you're undressing me with your eyes and stop and with your hands stop it <laughs> that's good that's good that's good that's good that's good that's good it you is good. good it was like a good choice to make him seem like he is completely asexual but at any moment he can turn it he could turn into like a very like super gay werewolf that will just bone quinn at the drop of a hat quinn, quinn like innocently is like you know likes alex and, and van zandt's like i want to fuck you yeah. <laughs> um just like in jurassic park all of the uh all the dragons are female true <laughs> good call um but uh during the scene where the Americans show up, I did think that it was a cool addition that they were able to do like a show not tell thing with the stockpile of this castle. Like, like they keep talking about how they're running low on food. Um, primarily, they're always just drinking booze. And when the Americans show up, they go to their armory and they pass out weapons to everybody. And then the guy grabs an ammo box and turns it over. And there's only like six no. bullets that roll out. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you oh these guys are out of everything. Picking it up. I mean, it's a way to visualize it to us. Yeah. <laughs> the but audience. I'll, before we get to the Americans showing up, there was one thing that I thought we should talk about for a sec. And it's uh, they actually have theater in this universe and they just yeah, yeah. reenact old movies for the kids. And then they stole doing, it as their own. They do Star Wars. And one kid's like, Did you make that up? And he's like, Yep. Of course I did. <laughs> yeah. And it's very, it's the Luke or the I am your father scene from. From fucking A New Hope. Uh, I also thought he Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. Back. I was like, oh, Star Wars, Steve's favorite. Yeah, it was cute. Um, I was like, that's not where the movie ends. <laughs> like when I when I watched them, I'm like, why are they stopping there? The movie goes on for like 25 more minutes. 
Um, but you know, I guess they left it at a cliffhanger. They'll pick it up next time. I was hoping one of the kids at the end would be like, we don't want to go to bed. We want to see Return of the Jedi now. <laughs> um, it's kind of funny Return because of in, the Return Jedi. Of the, in Return of the Jedi, there's like a scene where C-3PO is retelling all the adventures of Han Solo and Luke Skywalker to the Ewoks. And he's speaking in their teddy bear language, but okay. he's doing all the sound effects. Like he's like, and he's doing all that. And it like reminded me sort of of that which I don't know, it's just kind of nice. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, they butchered, they butchered the lines. <laughs> I was like, this isn't how it goes. Did they do uh, okay. the Nelson we... Mandela effect line or did they do the actual line from the movie? I meant to, I, I meant to make a note of that. That's not there's a no that's Mandela, not Mandela effect. Not Mandela I've been watching effect. Star Wars since I was a kid and there's no, there's no incorrect. Misheard. Like, Mis- it's just people have been quoting it wrong for years. So yeah, mis- no, but that's quoted. what I'm saying. Did he say the Ma- Nelson Mandela version or the regular version? He said the one that everybody misquotes. Oh, okay. Whatever that means. Here, here's my logic for that scene, though. They haven't seen the movie in 20 years, right? The the the, the play the world has been under ash for 20 years, right? They haven't had any other movies. They haven't had well. They haven't had any movies. They haven't had television in twenty years. So they they're probably misremembering the movie, and they're just you uh, they know could fi- they could have found a copy of the novelization. Do they have power <laughs> in this universe though? Is that they had power? Yeah, I guess they had lights. Yeah, they had power. Who cares? <laughs> we don't have to. We don't have to break down the logic of them it's, misquoting that's what Empire. Our show is. That's, that's it's a podcast. That's what we do. Do you think that? Okay, the fine. Yeah, let's, let's keep talking about it for uh, ten more think, minutes. I uh, think the Hulk's dick was um, green. And yeah, I think that they could. If they, if they really had to, they could hook up a TV to a generator mm-hmm. and a, a VCR and watch uh, Empire Strikes Back. It'd probably just be rough to find a copy of it in a burnt world. <clears throat> So I'll let, I'll let the like I'll let the misquotes slide on this one. Those bastards. They probably weren't even real Star Wars fans. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> like gatekeeping for people in a world burnt by dragons. Like you guys don't even like Star Wars. Um. <laughs> also, the new Star Wars had just come out, so it was kind of like a probably a tongue in cheek. Uh, yeah, true. I think this actually came out just after. Um, Attack of the Clones. Episode one? No, Attack of the no, Clones. No, episode one came out in 1999. And Attack of the Clones was like 2002 or 2003. I believe it was 2002, which would have been a few months before this movie. I bet you Attack of the Clones was probably still playing in probably theaters still. when this movie came out. <laughs> Men in Black 2 was in theaters. Uh, it went up against this movie as well. So Men in Black 2, even though not as good as the first one, was still a huge fucking success. It's another reason why this movie probably tanked. There is a great moment in Men in Black 2 where <laughs> when they get flushed, they're yeah, when they get flushed and then they end up in those little tubes. And yeah. then uh <laughs> Jay says, like, man, Kay, back when you were an agent, you used to love getting flushed. Every Saturday night you'd be like, flush me, Jay, flush me. <laughs> and then you could use just like lying to him, and then he's like, listen, man, <laughs> you gotta believe me. It's so funny. Um, I do like that scene too, actually. That's actually one of my favorites from that movie. It's quite funny. And I'd be like, nah. <laughs> and then I'd be like, nah, yeah. <laughs> um, so the Americans show up, they have like a brief moment where Van Zandt re- reveals that he is a dragon slayer. 
or he calls it a dragon killer. I'm a dragon killer. And he's like, we call it a dragon slayer in London, England. London, London. Shows him a tooth, tells him that the dragons can't see very well during like twilight. Basically, dusk or, not twilight. or twilight. Yeah, dusk, dusk, or, twilight. dusk or dawn. No, twi- isn't twilight like the middle of the night? No, when, like, twi- the moon is the oh, brightest. I thought twilight is when it's getting dark at like you know 9 p.m in the summer that's that's dusk that's dusk twilight Twilight, be literally midnight yeah twilight i believe is like when the moon is at its brightest okay anyway i'm not gonna look up twilight fuck it hey (laughs) hey chat hey there's three of you watching yeah what does twilight mean what does twilight (laughs) mean so are you a twilight that story is kind of cool i kind of like it and like he does matthew mcconaughey does a really good job of making you visualize that moment which is tough to do in movies unless your actor and your cinematography and your either lack of score or a very appropriate score will cause you to sort of evoke imagery in your mind and i think that it it did the job and there's like very few moments in this movie that i want to be like he killed it in this scene because there isn't a lot of scenes that i give a shit about but that part where he's just like he came at us twice and missed the heart of us they can see real well in the day, but they can see even better at night. Time. The magic hour. Magic hour. And he gives them the, the tooth, which is pretty cool. Um, and then they join forces. And then almost immediately, a dragon shows up. <laughs> and like, you know, they, they have these moments later where um, Christian Bale is like, you're going to lead them back here. And I'm like, Helicopter. Like the they have helicopters. Like every like your friends left to, the, to go to the tomato fields and came back. They they could have followed those people back. You guys showed up with tanks and helicopters. They could have followed them then. Like, what is your logic here that they're gonna follow you? Like, it's it doesn't make any. I think, the internal logic of the movie is completely yeah, broken. Exactly. This point. Christian Bale does look up at the helicopter, and I feel like it's an it's a nod to the audience to be like, well, the dragons can fly, so how come? You know, we probably shouldn't be flying helicopters around. It's like that scene in no, the recent well, season that, so, of The Boys where that flying dickhead keeps flying up out of the fucking camp. Well, okay, so they Spoilers up until this the moment, boys. up until this moment in the movie, Christian Bale and everybody in this castle have never seen anything flying in the air for over twenty years. And they they say this during the conversation that like no one flies anymore that's their territory matthew mcconaughey's like it's our territory it's your territory they're just writing it and like so when the helicopter comes over because he doesn't believe him that they have the ability to fly and then when they see the helicopter i don't think that's a look of him being like oh it's like a look of him being like holy shit you guys were not lying you have a helicopter this is fucking nuts (laughs) and that's when everybody's like well i guess we gotta listen to these guys they clearly (laughs) have figured out how to fly a helicopter without being murdered immediately um which is another thing that made me be like okay cool this is this is kind of cool they're doing some world building and they're kind of expanding You're, yeah like, they have those they have those paratroopers that just jump out of the heli- the plane yeah that's no kind race. of like the most <laughs> annoying part of the whole movie that which is like this guy's an eight-year vet and then within like two seconds of him doing his job <laughs> like, if in a good movie they would have shown this team take a dragon down successfully and then had them get really fucked up by like the bull or something you know like later the helicopter would have went into London. They would have had their whole team and the whole team would have got wiped out. And then they would have, you know, you got to like, you can't just tell us that these guys are aces at what they do and then have them die a just second later. Emotional yeah. investment. 
It, the, exactly. And like, that's one of the reasons that this movie is so forgettable. And like, I could completely forgot about the, the scene where they're like shooting crazy chain nets at a dragon's wings, which is like really cool, but it shakes them off immediately. And you're like, and then they all die. <laughs> you're like, okay, well, those guys, I don't even, I didn't even get to know their names. Um, but again, if they had like had those guys take the dragon down, kill it, and then have them sort of like celebrate with the community rather than go back and like chastise everybody for, you know, having some drinks after killing a dragon, it would have been, <clears throat> it would have created camaraderie amongst the group. It would have solidified some things. You could have still had the tension between the main characters and then you could have killed the, the diving team in the end scene of the movie and it would have been cool. But again, Jason, I think you're right. They did probably blow their budget. Maybe this is what they wanted to do. And they're like, we can't do two dragon dives. Are you insane? <laughs> um, yeah, unfortunately it's to a, a detriment to the, the film because like it, watching it's funny that because again, there's so many pieces of crap that they put out and they blow the budget for and the budget makes back like 25 percent of the budget for like a 200 million dollar movie you'll see a you know a movie just flop on its face this movie clearly somebody had the foresight to be like this isn't going to do well even if we spend all of the money so we gotta just cut all the corners because the script isn't that strong is the problem here. And I think somebody actually was smart enough to be like, we're not going to make the, have you seen the budget for advertising? We're not going to make any of this money back because this thing is kind of a stinker. Yeah. And I think, I think that more, um, they, don't get me wrong. They still blew a ton of money. It still flopped and fell on its face. But I, I think that if they had pe more people that were smart and didn't just try to keep throwing money at problems with movies, we wouldn't get crazy blockbusters with crazy budgets flop so hard like mario brothers for instance was a another great example of that where they just kept like starting the movie over and throwing more money yeah. at it it's crazy because like you know you think about it for like five minutes creatively and i i can like pitch you an, an, an idea to have that dragon dive scene that i just explained done for like a sliver of the amount they probably spent on what they did in the movie which is like show it all from the perspective of the people on the ground yeah. and have it cut back and forth to like just close-ups of them and their helmets and then show all the shit of them taking the dragon down in like silhouette through the clouds and then it just like hit the ground and like in a big puff of smoke and then Van Zandt be there being like surprise motherfucker and like, <laughs> like accident in the neck or whatever you know like just do anything to establish these characters these like interesting looking hell divers or whatever the fuck they call them the bull, um, bull dive bull men they were called remember. or something bullet men maybe <laughs> that makes Amica? more sense to me than bull men <laughs> yeah amica men uh what is it called amica, amica? uh yeah anyway i don't want to like rag too much on it because like the movie didn't do well and it's obvious that they never went back to do sequels or anything but no they, they did the have a few different things going on though like so for example like the kid right they have Oh, that's they the have, other thing. Way uh, too many characters in this fucking movie. Way right? too many characters. Yeah. They have Van Zan, uh, like he goes out or whatever. They come back. He tosses the kid the apple, and uh, you know the kid's like, "Oh, who's this new guy on the scene?" And then you know, shortly after that, they have Quinn talking to Alex. Alex, like, "Oh, where's the kid? How'd you, you know, how'd you get the kid or whatever?" It's like, "Oh, I got him from the pound," and like you know that he kids overhears it, so he's got like that feeling of like. Uh, um like low whatever the word is i'm looking for right like this guy doesn't think highly of me or whatever uh then then 
Van Zandt and Quinn get in the fight, Quinn wins. And then that just kind of uh, uh, enforces that much more into the kid. Like, oh, this guy seems like he knows what he's doing. This is the way to go. And sides with him, wants to be the, the hell diver or whatever. And then at the end, Quinn ends up being the one killing the, the dragon. And uh, like the kid has like that new found respect for him or whatever. He's the new leader of the clan kind of thing or whatever. Ask well, he lost more. faith in him. <clears throat> he, he lost faith in him for a minute. <clears throat> Excuse me. But he he never actually went through with leaving, right? Like he came back, like he realized, like I got to come back, <clears throat> right? Um, but yeah, I agree. But at the again, as I was saying just before you started that, um, uh, there's too many characters. Like Gerard Butler's in this movie, and he <laughs> killed it. He he's killed bas- it. He's basically a confidant for Quinn. But then there's like five other characters that you see and ha- they have dialogue they do stuff like the Birdman guy should have just been like a mute like he didn't ha- yeah, have they, to have dialogue you know like he could have just been a guy looking through characters that they would have lines and it... <clears throat> yeah like that Birdman guy doesn't have any impact on the story he's just the guy it's just a cool thing like i like the Birdman. i like that he has a like a hawk and he looks through a thing but like, I don't need him picking up a phone, being like, "Oh my god, they're fucking Like, okay, yeah, we get it, man. Like, just having like, just send the bird, ring have a bell, or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I don't know what his name was in the movie. I think it was AJ or something. Which uh, one? Bashir, yeah, the, the guy from Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. AJ. Um, he had so much dialogue, but he had no import whatsoever. Gerard Butler and him could have been the same fucking character. They could have taken all of that shit and just made him that one person. And then you don't have so much going on. And then, like, it becomes confusing after a time, right? Like, then you've got that dude with the kids. Like, I like that that is there and that that's sort of a constant throughout. But again, he's also got like four kids and like some of them die and you don't even really, it doesn't impact you in any way. You're like, which one died? Did one of them die? Did one of the kids die? I don't know. And then the, and then the, the main characters have to be like, another one of his fucking kids died. I'm like, oh, okay. Thank you, movie. Thank you for telling me that. I wasn't sure. There should never be a moment in a movie where somebody dies and it's meant to be impactful and you're uncertain as the viewer who is watching like with attention that you don't realize if they died or not like that should never happen in a movie when he's like is that the scene where he's like a kid should like a father should never watch his kid die it should be the other way around that was the early i didn't even realize his son died i wasn't that i could i was like what the fuck somebody died I think it was Eddie's. Kid. I think it was the guy who got like bitten, like during the tomato oh, yeah, thing. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. But like, I didn't realize that was his son during that scene. I didn't realize that that was the person that died until they're like, he got eaten. I'm like, okay, he's dead. And then when they got back, they're like, a father should never need to bury his son. I'm like, oh, that was his son. Like, there were so many things that could have informed me that that had happened before yeah. Christian Bale saying it. If I guarantee movie, you that was like an added line because they probably showed it to an audience and nobody registered that that yeah. was his kid. If this movie came out like now exactly as it was, 
the cgi would be so much cheaper that the movie would probably be 20 minutes longer be a be two hours long and all of this nonsense that just gets jammed into like throwaway lines would be fleshed out and there would be world like actual world building and like the beginning scene the opening scene would have a lot more gravity to to the plot and, and there would be lots of cool like skirmishes with smaller like baby where were all the baby dragons that they could there is one that on 1v1 the, the thing is is like i don't i don't even think that that would be better I think if they did it more like Alien, the first Alien movie, where it's like... Or like you know, less, like even it, less. It's almost like a fallout situation where they've been hiding in this castle for years and they're finally coming out and being like, are there still dragons around? And then they're having to like explore. And then, you know, you're on less of like a let's bunker down and stay in this one location the entire time. You're exploring the waste and having to deal with dragon skirmishes. I like that too. I like that too. And I think I think we're I think we're all gonna sort of land on the conclusion that this movie was just kind of a mess. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because the concept for it is is like really cool. When if you were to describe it to somebody, they would probably be like, That sounds pretty cool. Um, especially when you like look at it from a distance, you're like, Oh, it actually looks kind of cool too. Like it, the cinematography is great, the it's very moody. The music is actually pretty good. Uh, like there's lots of good things. It's like I said, it's a puzzle where all these puzzle pieces have little pictures on them that look amazing, but then you try and put them together and it just doesn't freaking fit. I, I rated this movie surprisingly high for how how little I liked it. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. Um, I just so yeah, I mean, part. we can kind of power through a, a few of these scenes. We've kind of been talking about them, not really in order, but that's the thing. This movie is kind of a little bit confusing when you're trying to think back on it. Because I wanted so to... many little micro scenes happen, but they're like when you try and put them in order, you're like, I can't really remember what order these things happen in. Since we're kind of in between here, I wanted to bring up that the, this wasn't the movie that sent Rob Bowen Bowman packing back to back to. Yeah, it was Electra, wasn't they, it? Yeah, they gave him one more shot, and then they gave him Electra. <laughs> also, I I haven't even I, I think it's the only superhero movie I haven't seen. Um, I mean, in his defense, Electra not the most compelling of characters True. to begin with <laughs> especially especially where it's a spin-off slash sequel to daredevil which also daredevil. kind of blew yeah. um yeah. but interestingly enough about this guy he's worked on a fuck ton of tv yeah i, I mean well that's the thing is like if you make a movie that is even like has a modicum of a success like you're not going to be booted from the industry you'll just you won't be given a big old blockbuster again you know no you'll be given an <clears throat> they're not going to be movie. inviting you to direct thor well five, it's Guardians funny you should three. say that because oh it's funny you consider no <laughs> but those are the kind of directors that they that they make do the marvel movies and then we get bangers because they're given great great stuff to work well with. not anymore that's how they kind of st- like they would grab the indie guys put them in and they would do well but now it seems like kevin feige's like new thing is like Let's get prestige directors, directors who have great success. And True, have but Taika Waititi, Taika Waititi is still kind of like a middle, middle of the road sort of indie movie director. I know. I'm referring more to Sam Raimi, and yeah, um, like I think there's like anyway. He got to start as an indie director though, who and and he was still pretty low in the totem pole when he did Spider Man. So I think who, that, Sam Raimi was. Yeah. No, he was not. He was, <laughs> Get the was fuck out of here. It was 2001, bro. He, he was making dramas all the way through the 90s. He made Dark Man. Yeah, that, pr- Prestige. Didn't know that was him, but I like that Prestige. movie. Prestige. Um, 
<laughs> anyway. Also a comic book movie. <laughs> yeah, Dark no, Man I'm talking one? about like he made Dark Man and then he made a bunch of like he was trying to like I want to be a grown-up director now through the 90s. And then he's like, oh, I, I really want to do Spider-Man. I want to be, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah give him Spider-Man. He's good. He's going to be I'm good gonna Spidey. I'm going to do two and a half Spider-Man movies. Um, we'll, we'll uh, the third one is brother, not fault. We'll let my brother write the third one. No, no. <laughs> the third one was Studio Interference. I'll say um, that, yeah. If there was no Venom in Spider-Man 3, I think it might have been a decent movie, even though I, li- I like Venom. But that well, Sam Raimi has kind of like not shit. been officially on record saying that he killed Venom like unequivocally. Like, there's no question that Venom is dead at the end of that movie because he was like, I don't want to put him in Spider-Man 4 because <laughs> Sam Raimi still believed he was going to make a fourth Spider-Man after. So they like, spend three movies building Doc Connors and then they still do Doc Connors for the oh. Amazing Spider-Man and just change the actor. Like, that's a fuck you to so many things. Well, also in the his fourth, the version of the of four that he had written, he still wasn't going to do Doc uh, Connors. He, was, he just wanted Connors to always be there as like a thing that people would be like, is this guy ever going to be in these movies? <laughs> He's going to listen out. He was going to do the Vulture for Spider-Man. Oh, four. yeah, that's right um <clears throat> also anyway. no movie title shout out for this movie no we didn't have so christian like, bale go we better defeat this dragon or else it's gonna be a real rain of fire <laughs> it's raining out it's rain of fire out <laughs> perfect it wouldn't have counted though because it, they would have been saying it like it was a literal rain from the sky <laughs> We've gone looser before. We've uh, used writing on the wall as the shout out. We've used if it, words that weren't in the title. <clears throat> it's a raining fire. Hallelujah. <laughs> into a burning rain of fire. <clears throat> yeah, what was um, that song <clears throat> in this movie? <laughs> I, yeah, it's surprised that they didn't uh, toss that one in as the end credits theme or whatever <laughs> i started the first speaking of like good music in movies where it doesn't really fit uh fucking i started peaky blinders today that, oh is that any good it's fine like it's cool like it's like cillian murphy's walking around being like fuck you you fucking cunt basically uh but and it's real real slick looking uh but the music is they they're doing that thing where it's music from the wrong era which is Ooh. cool but it's it's gonna get old. I think I think it's good. Like that scene's really cool. But do you know what would make it cooler? ACDC. Oh. <laughs> or like, or it's uh, it's network TV. So it's like it's like, you know, like Shameless or or uh, <clears throat> I just finished Animal Kingdom, where they use like songs that aren't famous songs. They they are just like in the same genre as famous songs. So yeah. Rain also, of fire! Shout out to the flask of water. The flask of water? Yeah. This is water! Wait, what? I don't remember that. Wait, yeah, wait. Van Zandt gives Quinn a flask. Uh, hey. He takes a chug. It's like, oh, this is water. Oh, I don't remember that part. It's, late. it's right when they're about to fucking split three ways and just fight the dragon. Everything. Yeah. yeah. All right. <clears throat> it gave me a nice little chuckle. Um. Yeah, so I guess we can kind of power through the, the the last little kind of bullet points. They get in their fight. The Van Zam leaves with a couple of uh, he leaves with all of his people and a couple of people from the castle. They he get tries attacked. to dress it up nicely by letting them 
by letting them volunteer yeah. and then not enough people volunteers like all right time for the draft segment of this or whatever yeah. And, well, he tries uh, to convince Quinn, and then he go, and then Quinn catches them fucking doing a big speech, and then they fist fight each other. And, yeah. and this is where he turns into like half a werewolf and starts growling and <laughs> just bleeding. Oh, back in two seconds. Keep going. I will. Um, and yeah, then they uh, they take off with people anyway. And, you know, we have a couple of more, like, there's a lot of these, like, back and forth conversations throughout the movie that it's like the whole movie is two people talking to each other, and then, like, a big blowout action-y thing, and then back to two mention, people talking to each other. It's... I was going to mention that I, there, there's a version of this movie that probably existed at some point when they didn't have the budget for CGI, or they could have made this movie with basically never showing dragons if the dialogue wasn't so nonsense like they there this could have been a really cool character study about like what it's like to live in this universe now where it's mostly just person versus person uh like drama or conflict and maybe a big big set piece at the end with a dragon or something or little dragons that's what was missing from this movie for me fist fighting a little dragon anyway baby dragon yeah Fist fighting a baby dragon or something. Yeah, that could have been a see. cool moment where a bunch of eggs are hatching and Van Zan is having to like fight them with his axe. Takes a bite out of one. Starts fucking one. Looking Quinn right in the eye, I'll be like, this is if we directed it. If we, if the Hey, did you see this one version came out? Release the Hey, did you see this one cut of Random Fire? Well, yeah, I uh, it could have been a good character study of what it's like to live in this universe instead. Yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> it was a it big, also, ugly, gross CGI mess. It's also like every time they go do shit, the dragons follow them back. And then Quinn is always <laughs> like, they're going to follow you back. And they always do. And then, you know, they go off. Their whole caravan gets burned except for somehow like three people <laughs> like okay he comes in yeah. like hid underneath a tank the helicopter was off flying around somewhere else <laughs> like so, okay what that part's worth noting because up to that point van zandt's still like i killed one i can kill them all magic hour baby well i and think then, he's killed a bunch of them i think that's his no, he's, he's killed the one but he's in, he thinks he's invincible but they go and have that moment where the dragon comes wrecks their whole convoy and they return with like three people, and then he's finally like, "I believe you now." And Quinn's yeah, you were, like, "You should have just, you, you could have right. just listened to me." I'm sorry. In the first right. place, you'd have like a hundred people. Because later in the movie, when they go fight the final battle, he's like, "I should have two hundred people. I should have an army of two hundred people with me." But yeah, yeah, but I think if they did have an army of two hundred people, they would have not been nearly as success, successful they probably wouldn't have got all the way into what they got into they would have they lost to, like, 197 <laughs> people yeah exactly <laughs> 198 if he clues van van zan but when they do get to the city finally and they are kind of like trekking around through the tunnels and stuff i got really mad that they were being so loud like they're whispering at points when the dragons are like a million miles away and then when they're in the city they're like He's like, this is the entrance to the tunnel. We're going to go down there. And I'm like, why is he yelling now? <laughs> He's yelling so loud. Um, but all of that looked really cool. And I was like, oh, man, imagine the whole movie was stuff like this, where they're like, like, think about Alien, where they're like, they're moving around 
environments and that it's scary and it's or, got tension i kept thinking of children of men yeah i guess because it's a destroyed city but like children of men also is like there's so much going on in that yeah. scene and it's that whole scene at the end where they're going through the destroyed city is one like 22 minute shot i'm sure there's some disguised cuts but it, it no but that was the big enormous shot that was the big thing about that movie it had that and giant that, continuous that's what shot. makes that that's what makes that scene special in that movie. it's also leaps and bounds better than this movie <laughs> yes and like you know the end of this movie there it, it's it gets moody and there's cool angles and they're doing shit with the camera and i'm like oh this has now become visually interesting even though like all they're doing is going to go fight a dragon it's I mean, that's also interesting, I guess. <laughs> but like, you know, they start to introduce weird new tech. He's like, you got to use a crossbow and you got to shoot him with this and right in his goddamn mouth. And you're like, okay, so like they're doing so stuff it's Jurassic now. Park. It's it's tremors now. Yeah, but they waited until <laughs> the very end of the movie to introduce any of this stuff. And uh, I'm like, why it wasn't the whole movie this like it's just them sitting in a castle the whole time, arguing, yelling at each other, grunting, punching and getting drunk and it's like <laughs> what is the movie the movie's boring this is I've a boring before, fucking movie it again man. we should make a movie okay just uh get, get somebody to give us millions and millions of dollars well we don't even need we don't millions need millions Kaylin, of dollars we need a script Kalen, draft up a quick script for us and we'll see what we can okay. do okay not right now and then, and yeah. then you guys revise it make it better and then um, we like you know fucking film. We do some gorilla, gorilla filming. Do you know yeah. how well I could sneak into different areas? No, I don't. And I, it sounds like you just want to sneak into some yeah. different areas. I, Kaylin, I can tell you right now, I have made movies, short films before, and it it is a lot, a lot of work. It's not as simple as pointing a camera at stuff. I'm not saying good. it's not. But if it's something that you want to do, you will at least. I'm talking like it takes like it takes like 45 minutes to set up a single shot. To don't get me wrong, I've done some background work. I've seen what goes on behind the scenes to get shit ready, and yeah. it blows my mind how much work is involved for like a yeah. few seconds to a, a camera minute. going like this. Exactly, and they have to do it over and over and over. But yeah. I do get where Caitlin's coming from. We, you know, we, if we all lived in the same city, I'm sure we could make a goofy movie. We could even make a. Is that Madison? Is Madison yeah, doing something? I'll play to the you? mayor in every movie. Hi, I'm Madison. The mayor. They, they're saying hello to you. Hello. But we're hello. In the, we're in the middle of something I here. Tip my hat off to you. <laughs> I love you. Um, <clears throat> I do think that this movie has some really good moments, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. There's, there's it's convoluted. So it's very wrong. convoluted. The thing is, it's it's not even that convoluted though. It's like so simple, and good joke. It's just like the sum of the parts is not. It doesn't build anything. Your it's puzzle like, analogy was really good. Like you have pieces that are cool. Yeah. But then when you try to put them together, they don't fit together. That, I think that was the perfect analogy for I'll be back what happened second. with this. Um, yeah, there's there's like a lot of like hanging threads, you know, like things that they introduce that don't really go anywhere. And 
but you'd also mm. don't even care. Like it's like mm. they they introduce stuff that doesn't go anywhere, but you also as an audience you don't give a shit, and that's probably why they don't go anywhere with it. But it's like, why did you even introduce that? What? To be right, with? exactly. <clears throat> um, like the kid, the kid doesn't even really show up at the end. You know, like. <laughs> He's at the like, very end saying, hey, someone's calling. Yeah, but like they had set up this. What would have been crazy is if that kid is the one that fucking killed the jet dragon and Quinn died and he had to be the new fucking leader. Like that Ooh, would have been a better That's ending. a good rewrite. I like that. Like why imagine they got to a point and like his crossbow fucked up just like Van Zandt's did. And yep. then he gets like tossed and he's dying and he's like, Ugh, and then a hand reaches into his bag and it reveals that it's fucking Jared. Like you don't even see him the whole time and he just followed them there. And then yeah. he shoots the dragon, blows it up. And then he has a moment where Quinn dies and Quinn's like, you gotta, you gotta take care of it. And, and then the, at the castle. <laughs> and then as he's dying, the dragon bursts open and a bunch of mini dragons come out and they start fist fighting them. Jeez, my ending was a sweet ending. Yours is now a dumb <laughs> No, but then they are, then Quinn's still alive, and then they all and then Quinn gone. bursts, and he, there's even smaller <laughs> dragons inside of him. <laughs> and then now now Jared's fist fighting mini Quinn dragons. I just really wanted to see somebody fist fight. I want to I want to like, watch a dragon. I mean, the point movie. that I'm trying to make. I know you weren't there for a second, Jason. I'm I'm trying to say that they introduce these threads that don't go anywhere nope. and they're not really important. I was just you know, being a goof. Like, I, I know just, you are. I know. I know. I'm just trying to like. I'm just trying to say that like that kind of stuff is annoying to me, and I didn't really give a shit about Jared's character because they, they he's not really a character. He doesn't even really have any lines until he's leaving, and then Quinn is like, "Where the fuck are you going without saying goodbye to me?" <laughs> <in my mouth?" laughs> and then, like, and he's like, "Maybe he's right. Van Zam is a sick ass." baby with a bald head and some sick abs hey do you guys think i should shave my head and keep my beard kaylin stop talking about shaving your fucking head (laughs) jesus christ it's the third time you brought it up do it or don't listen you already said you don't want to because it took you a long time to grow it to the length that it is so don't do it if you're gonna regret it then don't do it yeah you're probably right shave your butthole what? Okay, so. I'm not trying to get ready for butt sex. I mean, a lot of people don't shave their butt before butt sex. That's not how that works. I can't have butt sex tonight. I didn't shave my butt. <laughs> the dragon does one pass and fucks it up, then goes right to the castle. I think we're past <laughs> that. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we're kind of at the end now, but like, it's true. The dragon... It makes it makes me feel like the dragons must have some sort of like extra sensory ability to like see stink in the air or something or like smell gasoline trails or something like they they do show knows. they do show how the the dragon's vision is impaired during the magic hour at that one point where you see through the dragon's eyes and it's they're fighting the dragon and it looks a little bit distorted compared to earlier in the movie where you see through the dragon's eyes and it's all like crystal clear so at least right. we did we did get a little bit of that i w- i that's another thing that wouldn't be that hard to do that they could have done more of yeah. and and then you're showing the dragon without showing the dragon which i which is something they didn't even bother trying to do yeah and it's like you know they have this when quinn is like 
two chemicals secreted from different glands in a mouth that could combine together to make a big old fireball. Like, and he's like, that was one of our scientist theories before we got fucking burned alive or whatever. And it's like, how did that guy get burned alive? I'm more interested about this scientist yeah. guy that's dead. We don't have like, to scientist anymore. You know, why do you got a bird man, a radio man, and then fucking Gerard <laughs> Butler being like, here you go, mate, drink up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, drink it to have a scientist. Really Where's the fucking scientist? Your stomach, not your throat. Which I live by that that motto. Okay, so if this was the movie Reign of Fire, you would be Gerard Butler. I would be the Birdman, and Kalen would be, or sorry, Jason would be, uh, the guy who's trying to save his kids or whatever. <laughs> We'd all be kind of like shitty characters who die. Side, yeah. I'd be the tomato. I'd be the, I'd toma- be the tomato. Eddie. Tomato garden. Eddie. <laughs> you get burned alive Eddie. in the first scene. Eddie, um, wake up! Tomatoes. Oh, stop! No, I just got that fucking song out of my head. <laughs> no, you didn't, because you're gonna go on TikTok like at some point in the next four hours. And you're going to hear I've started every time I it. hear the song, I've started putting those videos to not interested. Don't send wow. me any of that <laughs> shit again. But it's the main meme on it's the main meme right now. It's are the they main the internet? <clears throat> so people are taking, uh, you know, Chris, Chrissy, wake up. I don't like this from Stranger Things 4. Right. They're taking that and they're putting it into other songs by like vocoding it and then making it like gotcha. it's really annoying it's hilarious i think it's funny because i <laughs> like just had jason right. to stop sending me them but he won't he keeps i like the, i like repetitive memes oh is that what that said i didn't even read it like <laughs> that words and i was like that's not memes good to know that you're not <laughs> reading my messages just scrolling <laughs> by them waiting for more dogs like talking tel- telepathically i whatever. want i want the content that i that i look at your page that i look at your chat for and it's vr vr <laughs> the good vr um, he's got that maritime pack. you know what though i will say one of the most yeah well, like, you got the maritime o's so don't even give me that one of the best uh shots in the movie is the dragon on top of the t- tower just like blowing fire down into the fire it's really cool looking yeah it's like a cool like novel cover some the second th- inside of a the second third of the of the, the budget the long shot <laughs> Yeah, it's a very far away shot of the castle and the dragon kind yeah. of climbs up on the castle and just blows fire down yeah. through the roof and it comes out all the windows and stuff. It looks really And then when they show cool. when they show inside the castle fucking it's just like raining inside. I assume it fucked yeah. up the water system. Rain which, of fire. I guarantee you like they they took the they took the concept the, the conceptual art team, someone drew that and they took it to like the pitch meetings and people were like oh shit that that's gotta be in the movie and they're like yeah that's gonna be the money shot baby and then they spent so much money on that one (laughs) shot they made that shot before they made anything else in the entire movie hey we said it was gonna be the money shot yep um like what is that the climax of this movie or is matthew mcconaughey jumping off when when van dan jumps off the tower like a fool like an intelligent creature. He I mean, is. He, did, he never open. said he was a smart man. There's nothing <laughs> smart about him. No, I know he. It actually is very true to his character. He's like Which, almost completely reactionary in every way. Like he's not yeah. a smart guy. Yeah, he's trying to fuck Quinn the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he growls his way through conversations, and then he walks away with a giant. And erection. he leads. He's got his 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 quote. I lead. You follow. Surprisingly enough. Wow, what a great quote. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, uh, Matthew McConaughey's 
performance in this movie is surprisingly good for him for his yeah i like it too i I will say that there are moments though where like because he's supposed to be giving off this like like he's flexing because he's like just always like in a on like the brink of snapping and murdering somebody next to him like even when he hugs alex at one point it's like the most rigid hug ever he's like we're gonna give him a good send off alex in the morning and he like pats her back like aggressively but like there's a, a moment where he's chasing after one of the trucks and jumps on and he's like never graceful when he's doing anything he's always sort of like rigid and like, and he like jumps on and he's like it's like he's flexing the while in midair and then like there's a part later where he's at the uh the the pyre where they i guess burned stuff like it's the graveyard where the, there's like a giant pyre burning for some reason i don't know why it's burning um and he's walking down the steps and he's like doing his flex thing and it looks like he's trying to be tough walking down the stairs but he's going he's not he should be either going faster or slower than what he's going he's going <laughs> yeah. at like a very weird pace i call and them he keeps looking at the stairs like <laughs> i call them matthew mcconaughey choices and another one is where he jumps down off the tank and he does it so daintily and i'm like that's not the that's not the take that they should have used for that because he jumps yeah, down he's and like, he goes like that, that. When he's in that fight, when he's in the fist fight where he takes his shirt off, like every punch is like a super wind up. Like it's like a like a Marvel splash page every time he takes a fucking swing backwards. It's like his fist is going all the way down to his like the inside of his knee. And uh which I love though, because it's very cinematic looking. Like no one would ever punch like that in real life, but it looks pretty cool. Um what else? Oh, the stogie in the mouth like the first like warning of dragons he does not remove that fucking stogie from his mouth the whole time he's just yelling like that's gotta be pretty hard yeah it's also pretty stupid the whole time i'm like take that out of your mouth it'd be so much easier to yell (laughs) orders without a half chewed up cigar in your mouth i don't know man it must have been a choice by him but like or maybe he saw the the concept art and like every time it was his character he just had like a cigar in his mouth and like this like, guy i'm gonna keep always that. has a cigar in his mouth i'm gonna keep maybe that. it was a stick well that's also like a tropey thing too right like the the guy in aliens the, like the the sergeant in aliens i cannot remember his name but he's always like all right everybody it's time for us to take down these motherfucking aliens and he's always got like a cigar that he puts in his mouth like he's doing like a half keith david impression kind of and uh halo the character is basically based off of that character what always has a cigar in his mouth at all times in like every cutscene. you're just like all right everyone until the later movies where they kind of tame him down a little bit the cigar guy. Oh, in oh, you Halo? Mean yeah. In Halo or? In Halo, yes. Oh, right. He's in the first one. He's just in cutscenes. He's just like a funny, like he's just there to be like, ha that's the, it's the guy with the cigar. And he shows <laughs> up later at one point in the game. But yeah, he's, he's like a weird through character that everybody loved so much. that they're like, we got to give him like a real fleshed out cigar. And like, finally he started taking the cigar out of his mouth <laughs> like to talk. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah i don't know that's I guess... pretty much it they fucking get to town they fight the dragon it's barely an inconvenience they kill that dragon I mean, so easily quick, though it was really <laughs> like kind of like anticlimactic kind of like there was one mishap and then he did the other shot and then he he won or whatever yeah, yeah. i guess it's like the humans who all nuked the world 
didn't realize there was only one male and like it took them this long to figure out there was yeah. one male i don't know yeah. like again the internal logic of the movie doesn't really make any fucking sense i feel like all the world scientists would be like all of these are female dragons like all the ones we've killed are female there must be one male somewhere where did the first one appear oh london well, let's nuke well, that. earlier in the movie <laughs> quinn like quinn's the one that realizes that or says it to to matthew mcconaughey he's like i didn't stop to look at the plumbing on that <laughs> dragon and it's like you can't tell it's reverse. got a fucking reverse. oh it's, it is reverse. i mean dragons okay. probably have big no they probably have cloacas because they're reptiles what are those? Are those those are those the screw ones? No nope. screw one? Nope. That's just an opening where they do everything from. Yeah, they imply that it's kind of like fish where the females like lay eggs all over the place and then the male passes over and just inseminates them all with like a mist of cum. A cum yeah. mist. Mist of fertilizer. <laughs> it's like a like a trout. Oh man, they should make a new uh uh, uh Stephen King adaptation called the cum mist. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> Jesus. They should why should that. they do that? You said should. So why exactly? <laughs> What's in that cum mist? Yeah. There's something in the cum mist. Of... <laughs> it's full of monsters. Well, <laughs> uh, okay. So Matthew McConaughey jumps off a tower and gets eaten immediately. I kind of wish he got like one swipe on it or something. I thought or it would I be thought cool if the axe was like stuck in its head for the rest of the fight like it just had his If axe it didn't stuck that'd be cool. It chomped and it didn't show his body again because they had no budget left. But what I thought was going to happen was it was the thing was going to crash and then he was going to like blast out the side of it or something because he didn't get like not Drax. <laughs> like in Hercules? He's a human man. Why not? <laughs> that would have been who cares? There's dragons in this world. It's a fucking movie. Exactly. Do what you want. Exactly. Do what you want. What I, you I want. think at that point I even I would have been like, good lord, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, fair enough. I do kind of wish that uh my head canon now is that he did some damage. He shot him with the thing, and then he jumped in his mouth and got like a good, good hit. And then the dragon went down. And well, then... he did. He did shoot, and the reason it it just he, the fire went off before it got inside, so it blew up in front of his face rather yeah. than yeah. inside. Of. I th- it looked like it did a little bit of damage to the to the. I dragon. think that's why he jumped because he yeah. knew like if I jump off of this tower, I'm gonna either break my legs and survive and be horribly injured and just die anyway, or I can jump at this thing and maybe like take one of its eyes out or something, and I, I that's logically in my brain like he's like there's no situation in which i get out of this without dying or being horribly injured so i'm going to try and do as much damage as i can i don't even think he's thinking about that i think he's solely thinking of i like just on the offensive you know what i mean like his, his he's just straight offensive yeah, sure with That's, his tactic that also makes sense um i think yeah like if you're at the top of the tower that high like what's what are his other options really? what else can you do yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so but again i would the axe flying off i think they just was like visually would have been is like it'll be cool but i'm like uh, imagine he just like got it in its head and like when it's coming at quinn it just has the axe like stuck out of the side or there's a shot where he's like got the axe and he's hanging off like flailing i think that would be you really want it to be a marvel movie don't you i've been watching (laughs) a lot of marvel movies what can i say Watch multi and then he's like, ah, and ah, yeah, <laughs> and then he just cracks some, starts cracking wise. It's written by the Russos for some reason. Um, yeah, I mean, 
not a not a crazy cool way to die but like at the same time like very on point with this psychotic character like his whole thing is like i'm here to kill dragons and that's what i'm gonna do i'm here to kill dragons and fuck dragons and I, that's it <laughs> and i'm all the out of dragons, dragons. <laughs> <laughs> so you're sure to uh, kill and fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, and then uh, they blow up the the bull, <coughs> and then the movie Quinn and Alex survive, yeah. and then they go back, and somehow they're like, "Now the world's better again. We can finally do our laundry outside." And maybe France can send them a bottle of wine. And France will aren't there just the aren't there still wine? female dragons That's all over the place? Exactly what I was like. Aren't <laughs> there like thousands or millions of dragons left or something? Like, it's still I guess be a like, minute. Again, like the logic world. doesn't make sense. They're like, it's a different world now. Now that there's only one million dragons <laughs> instead of one million and one. But uh, <laughs> I guess like they they establish early on that like uh, those dragons are scared of like they're dead. So if that one is the dead, hash- maybe maybe all the females are like running away and being like, oh shit. Okay, but check this out the okay the dragons <laughs> do last live for a very long time even the normal dragons i'm pretty sure so yeah is there just and a even horrible... like one dragon can take out like a hundred people easily why don't they just this? eat the dragons if they're scarce for food why don't they just eat the dragons i wouldn't eat dragon are you kidding me that like... meat is probably delicious and huge and mystical um well they they say it smells horrible which I'm like, maybe it's toxic. It's probably like liver. You know what I mean? Like it's good for you, but you don't like. No, here, think about this. You can't eat certain kinds of snake because of the venom that runs through it, right? So. But what if you burn it? What if you like boil it out? No, or burn it's it got. Off I think they have gasoline. In Are the you talking blood. about cooking? What if you cook it? <laughs> I think that's what you meant to say. <laughs> you burn it. <laughs> um. um Take us home, Steve. Take us home. Oh, no. Hold on. I have one more. I have one more idea that's really stupid. What (laughs) what if the surviving humans chase all of the female dinosaurs to an island called Isa Nebula or something in the in the Costa Rican islands? And then what they do is they put up a giant fence and they invite people to come to the park and nothing terrible ever happens. They could call it Dragon Park. Dragon Park. Park. spell with a j well what if there's a tropical storm and it shuts the fence down and then all the dragons get back out of the fences and then they get on a ship and go to the usa right, you're right this idea was stupid <laughs> <laughs> uh what if we th- they took them to an island called skull island and got all the dragons to fight a you giant trying to tell ape. me this movie is a prequel to jurassic park is that what you're trying to say no it yes. happens at the same time no this is a prequel it happened in, in the 80s in <laughs> and then they repopulated the earth everything yeah. went back to normal and then john hammond was like welcome to dragon uh, park Martin, okay okay but who does david Edinburgh? who does kermit play? Nope. Kermit plays all the characters in this movie. He does a, a classic Encino man. Oh. Brendan Fraser didn't play all the characters. No, I know, but it's it was a callback. I was trying to. I was going for a particular kind of joke there that just fell on its face, much like this movie did. Steve, take us home. <laughs> <laughs> movie way. bad. Fire bad. Fire um, bad. Classic Encino man. 
Well, uh, I guess we'll go right into the final thoughts, which I think we're all going to kind of fall into the same camp when it comes to our opinion. But uh, Jason, I believe I started with you. So let's go. Uh, yeah, go. the movie, this movie starts pretty strong. I was very invested until the second act was just them just talking to each other. I feel like the, they, this, by the time you get to the second act, movies obviously aren't always filmed sequentially. But this movie seems like it was filmed sequentially and they did a whole bunch of big shit at the beginning and then in the middle they're like, yeah, you don't have any money but they're just going to talk to each other in a castle for an hour. And then they were like, okay, here's the rest of the money at the end of the movie. Um, So once it gets dull, it gets hard to watch. Like I was bored. And and if you're falling asleep, like if you're nodding off watching a movie, not, not a great look. That said um i think of the movie was a bit longer um i know i'm i hate long movies personally they could have fleshed out things you know they could have fleshed out things that didn't get to get fleshed out and they were kind of glossed over explain if you're gonna have a cast this big explain some of these characters and who they are and what they mean to the plot right so um they could have also fleshed out the like parallels to medieval times as well they could have had maybe they joust, maybe they joust for fun inexplicably. The main they, character's name is Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> maybe more dragon stuff, like tiny dragons that they fist fight, that they keep chains around. When he pulls the egg out of the dragon, I, I my instant instinct was he's gonna take this home and raise it as his own. What about breakfast? fertilized? <laughs> Well, he's going to fertilize himself, and that's oh. the missing ingredient. He's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it comes out, mommy. Uh, <laughs> Would you eat a dragon egg for breakfast? Yeah, scrambled dragon eggs. Yikes. I don't know. Um, let's Put a see. little salt and pepper on it. It was Maybe all, some hot sauce. I mentioned this early in the movie. It was kind of more of a, it, it, it felt more like a person to person conflict interaction movie. Uh, but that's not what the movie was going for. I think I was just grasping on to that sort of being the dynamic of this movie because it was so devoid of like dragon stuff for a dragon movie. Not a lot of dragon stuff in it. Um, and the, right, it wasn't done particularly well. I did actually write out my uh, my my final thought this time. Uh, the performances from McConaughey and Bale were the highlights of this movie. Uh, Christian Bale is amazing, even if he was clearly phoning it in. And McConaughey was the opposite of that. He was amazing, even though he was like, this is going to this is going to be my fucking check for the year. It's all I got to do this year, boys. I'm going to act like a maniac. And get your nuts. Ten million dollars to your nuts. Pull um, up your bootstraps. And uh, it has some it has some cool concepts, you know, is that goes to what Steve was saying about how there's a bunch of puzzle pieces sort of just didn't make a full puzzle um i'm gonna give this movie butchered that analogy jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) well i'll let you do it properly okay in yours um i didn't write that down i was just kind of paraphrasing what you said i was just joking um i'm gonna give it a generous 3.1 out of 5 and i'll tell you why this movie I'm giving it a 2002 3 out of 3.1 out of 5. Okay. Uh, if I would have seen this movie in 2002, I would be like, we're doing Reign of Fire? Holy shit. And then I would be horribly disappointed by it still. 
the same yeah. outcome but i imagine i would have loved this movie had i had seen it back then and for the era the cgi <laughs> is fucking amazing some of it and <laughs> and the concept the concept of like a futuristic uh, uh not futuristic but post-apocalyptic modern. modern medieval hybrid also fantastic idea some of it um and it holds up that element those elements hold up it's just this fucking storytelling in this movie is is, is almost as bad as a shitty 80s action movie but that said i do i do rate it as a movie pretty high because i think it's worth it's worth watching it to remember that like watch this and watch an, just any other 2002 and action Sam movie man. that's that's heavy on the CGI because you'll see the difference. The difference is night and day. There's a lot of bad CGI that came out around that time. So, mm. uh, you know, it does fall pretty short today and 3.1 is very generous, but I, that's what I rated it when I finished it. And that's, those are, those are my reasons. And yeah, uh, I would say watch this movie just to, just to watch it. It's like fucking thrown on in the background on a Saturday night, watch it with friends. You know, it's one of those kind of movies. All right. And you got puzzle pieces, and then you have one puzzle piece in a second, and then you don't put the puzzle pieces together so it doesn't make a whole puzzle. It's like those two holes. What? <laughs> or you what would like you a, call it? Do you mean like a peg hole? in a hole, and it's like a square peg trying to go through a, a circle hole? Is that what you mean? <clears throat> what's the, so on a puzzle piece, there's like a peg side, and then what's the opening side called? Female? No, 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 no. Top and bottom. <laughs> uh, so, oh yeah, can we still use male and female for like? For, uh, I for think screws? top and bottom is better. <clears throat> yeah, I think okay. top and bottom is better than male female because. Yo, but top and bottom can be interchangeable as far as which one's going into what. No, top nope. it takes no. it. I don't think that you know what top and bottom mean, Kaylin. <laughs> bottom, t- bottom takes the top, gives it pretty much universally. No, not no. Kaylin, when you say male to female, Kaylin, 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 when you think male to female in terms of outlets, yeah. male is the one that goes into the wall. Yeah, but top and bottom can be both. Both can be top and bottom for that. No, no. Bottom means, yeah, bottom bottom means take means... missionary, you're on top. Kaylin, it's not about the orientation about of who's the, on yeah. top and who's on bottom, literally. But you just use the words tops and bottom. Yeah, but, but you, that's you're to not, differentiate you're between being, the two. You're being, you're being literal literal i'm being literal <clears throat> you're being yeah. literal it's not literal it the doesn't top, mean who's on top and who's on bottom it the bottom means takes it the two different things have different meanings in terms no, of that's the a power bottom <laughs> yeah. that's the top a power bottom is technically always on top okay so so uh kaylin you're up next for your final thoughts my final thoughts so um as you both said um there's pieces to this Tops and bottoms, if you will. I want to clip. Yes. I want to clip tops the fucking tops and bottoms fucking part of the show. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the first viewing of this for for this uh, for this uh, episode, um, I was not invested in anyone. Like there was just so much going on, as we've already mentioned, um, and it didn't fit the norm of what uh, like certain beat breaks or whatever like emotional beats or whatever um that like a typical movie kind of cookie cutter outlet has 
Um, on the repeated viewing, so I watched it again a second time last week uh, in the hopes or in the thought that we were going to be doing it. Like I did the first viewing on the weekend, then the second viewing in the week, and then I did a third viewing today. And on repeated viewings, I did find myself enjoying what they were trying to do and and note like kind of noticing and picking up on what they were trying to do and kind of recognizing why on a, on a first viewing because on a first viewing you're just you're taking in everything and and it just it doesn't like have the feng shui that that should go with it and you uh you know you definitely made some good uh editor revisions or whatever uh steve with some of your suggestions there as to how to like achieve those emotional yeah but it's, e it's easy to do in when hindsight's fact. involved yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Hindsight's 2020. Um, this movie <laughs> takes place in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but so on that note, um, I agree with you, Jason. It's worth a watch. I would say give it a watch just for for what it is. Um, and I will add that it does get a little bit better with repeat viewings, depending on like what you know you know, what an individual looks for when they're watching a movie. Um, all that being said, I give this a movie, I give this movie a fire breathing dragon uh, helping me prepare my s'mores. That's what I give it. Seems like your s'mores would get ruined. Or if it was a tiny dragon. <laughs> the idea's there, but then the execution. No, yeah, hard. right. You're like, maybe I can get this dragon to help me do my s'mores. And you're like, ah, oh, dragon, track. you fucked my s'mores up. Jeez. <laughs> Very good. And back to you. Uh, all right. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's really simple. You guys kind of covered most of the ground. I think this movie has a lot of cool ideas. And... I think this would probably work way better as like an RPG video game or something than it does as a movie. Um, I know. didn't, I, I didn't say anything about video games this time. I wanted to, but <laughs> yeah, Listen, you're allowed to talk Final about Fantasy video games as a concept. I just don't want you to talk about fucking Final Fantasy. Oh, it's going to be Final Fantasy. It was going to be like basically if there was magic in this, it would be a Final Fantasy. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. All I'm saying is that, like, you know, I could imagine that castle being full of little quests and side quests for all of the characters because there's so many fucking characters in this movie that you don't give a shit about. <laughs> but if it was a video game, you'd be going around and Van Zandt would be like, listen, I need you to gather up as many dragon teeth as you can. And then you'd be able to fight little baby dragons when you go to do that, Jason. Um, it just seems like it. the world they're trying to create is more suited to a video game than to a movie because unless you're doing like a series this world is a little bit too big for the britches of the movie itself um but the idea is very cool i really like the idea and i like the idea of a world being taken over by dragons and kind of the beauty about something like this is that you can set it in a specific time period and say the year is 2002 we're all living our lives normally oh, dragons appear and then do a time jump. And it's never going to be one of those situations where you're like <laughs> watching Blade Runner and you're like, oh yeah, they thought that this is what it's going to be like in 2016. Because it's like, no, but if you have dragons take over the world, then yeah, it's going to be in a state of halt and nothing's ever going to progress past 2002. So you never have to worry about like seeing a weird car or something. Um, 
<laughs> so it kind of helps you logically, but in terms of the logic of the movie's storytelling, it's all over the goddamn place and it really is annoying. And I am usually able to look past um, logical breaks in movies if the movie is good. I can sit there and be like, I don't care why this thing is happening because I'm intrigued by what's happening in the story. This movie, it happens so often that I'm like, none of this makes any fucking sense. And I'm thinking too much about Quinn constantly saying like, they're going to follow you back. And it's like, they can follow you back at any fucking point because I don't care about the characters and I don't care about the story. I'm thinking more about the, the inconsistencies of all of it. Um, like I said, like twice already, the movie has a lot of really good ideas and they're trying to jam all these ideas together and it's just not working. Like, like I said, if it was a puzzle, you had like one puzzle, really puzzle piece from a really good puzzle and then you're trying to put all these different puzzle pieces together from different puzzles and you're like, they just don't fucking fit. You know, you're trying to put the top and the bottom and it won't fucking fit. Or it's too what about loose. Side to it's five? too loose in here. This bottom's huge. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I didn't even really like... The, the sum of the parts is a weak, weak structure that collapses and I, I just, I can't, in, I couldn't enjoy the movie. I found it very boring. Like I was waiting for moments to be like, oh, now I'm really into this. I was into scenes where things are happening and I'm like, oh, this is compelling visually. And then the scene would end and I'm like, now I don't care anymore. It's, it's over. The cool thing, the cool visual that happened for five seconds is over. And now I don't care about the fact that they're in a steam shower full of like praying children or whatever their weird made up prayer. What do we do when we're in the daytime? What do we do when we're in the nighttime? I don't care. <laughs> you already did this once before and I didn't listen the first time and I'm not listening now. Um, One eye yeah. to the sky. Both so, eyes to the sky. I think as a review for Rain of Fire, I'm, I'm disappointed, you know? I, I was looking forward to watching this because I hadn't seen it in 20 years and I was like, maybe it'll be really fun and awesome. It wasn't. This movie is like... Uh... Okay, here's my review. This movie is one unfertilized dragon egg <laughs> sitting in the baking sun waiting for someone to fertilize it and it just never got fertilized. And then nice. Matthew McConaughey comes along and over-fertilizes it and then he fist fights. And then he dies of dehydration. <laughs> and then that the dragon crack. has no mommy. No, yeah, it's an unfertilized dragon egg. That's what this movie is. Cool. So that brings us to the end of things. And I've only got one question for you guys. What's that? Wait, no, wait. Do I do the other thing first? You I can't do the other thing first. Because I just see this one's the last thing. For Jason, for Kalen, I am Steven. For Kalen, for Steven, I am Jason. And for Steven and Jason, I'm Kellen. I got one question for you guys. <laughs> hey, did you see this one? Oh, hey, did you see this one over here? Did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it? <laughs>